Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. This is a new episode, and uh, an exciting episode, and we'll be doing some different things, playing some John Coltrane along with Alice Coltrane, and talking a little bit about John Coltrane. Well, most people know that John Coltrane uh, became well-known in the 1950s playing with the Miles Davis group, playing on such classic albums as Kind of Blue. But few people realize that John Coltrane, during that time, developed a pretty bad drug problem, an alcohol problem. In fact, they got so bad that Miles Davis fired John Coltrane. Uh, and, well, it's an interesting story because he sort of went on a spiritual journey that Alice Coltrane went, his wife, went along with him. And it changed him immensely and also changed his music. I'm going to play one of his last albums recorded six months before, released six months before he passed. This album was recorded in 1965 and 1967. It's called Kulu Say Mama. Listen and enjoy. Malé, 
Cool Say Mama, John Coltrane. What an interesting album. It was recorded in 65 and released in 1967. I remember when I first listened to this album with my friends. We didn't know how to take it. And we weren't by ourselves. A lot of people didn't know how to take this particular album. Was this a new direction for John Coltrane? Now remember, by 65, 67, John Coltrane was well on his spiritual journey. I mean, he put out a love supreme, the ultimate musical expression to God, to the creator, whatever you want to call that person in charge, Um, the power that be. Uh, And all his music was reflecting a spiritual growth and uh, also true with his wife, Alice Coltrane. They were clearly on a direction that included uh, Eastern and Indian mysticism. And then he comes along with Kulu Say Mama. And there's some interesting things about this. I mean, you have John Coltrane on tenor sax, and you have Farrell Saunders on tenor sax. And I wonder how much playing this kind of music would uh, Coltrane influence Farrell later on. And then you had McCoy Tyner on piano, and then he doubles up. You have uh, Jimmy Garrison on on bass, along with Donald Garrett on bass. You have Frank Butler on drums, along with Elvin Jones on drums. We see this doubling up uh, on instruments. Then Juno Lewis, who wrote this tune, provided the vocals and chants, and he plays these variety of West African drums and instruments and bells. And that's consistent throughout the song. Uh, A beautiful piece. Kulu Se Mama, John Coltrane. uh, Released in 1967. is one of the last albums that he assembled. I wonder where he would have went. Would he have continued the use of these African instruments and rhythms if he had lived? Well... Alice Coltrane, his wife, uh, who is a brilliant musician in her own right, really started putting out. Now, she's a fabulous piano player and harp player, but she really, really began to make a name for herself after the death of John Coltrane. And uh, what is interesting is that Farrell Saunders continued to play with Alice Coltrane after the death of John Coltrane. And her music definitely took on the Eastern philosophy, the Indian mysticism, and spirituality. Let's listen to a piece from Alice Coltrane.
Alice Coltrane, recorded in 1971, four years after the death of her husband, John Coltrane. As you know, Alice, Alice continued that spiritual journey she started with her husband, John, uh, many years earlier. And that Indian spirituality and mysticism played an important role throughout that couple's life. And also on the musical side, you can hear it reflected in the music, especially in Alice Coltrane's music. John Coltrane was a little different. We listened to a piece called Kudu Say Mama, but some of his other pieces, he integrated that spiritual element. And even in Kudu Say Mama, there is that uh, blending. Alice sort of did a different type of music where she incorporated uh, Indian instruments and harps and blended into her jazz style in such a unique way that it just gave her a style and a voice of her own. Uh, this was recorded in uh, 71, and it had Alice on harp and piano, Farrell Saunders, soprano saxophone, Vishnu Wood on oud, Charlie Haddon on bass, Cecil McBee on bass, Tulsi on tambour, Rashi Ali, Rashi Ali on drums, and Maj Shabazz on bells and timbales. Alice Coltrane, I always wonder how much of uh, playing with John Coltrane and Alice Coltrane did it affect Farrell Saunders? Well, the best way to answer that question is to listen to some of John Coltrane, I mean, Farrell Saunders' piece. This is a piece he recorded in 1971, the same year he recorded that song we just heard with Alice Coltrane, and you can hear the similarities. Listen and enjoy. Thank you. 
Farsanya's Astro Traveling, recorded in 1960-71. Man, you can hear the clear tone producing that sort of hypnotic style that was Farrell's signature. And that underlying sort of spirituality. What a what a beautiful piece. Yeah, Farrell Saunders on alto, tenor saxophone, bells. You has uh Cecil McBee on bass. Uh, you have uh Michael White on violin, Lonnie Liston Smith on piano. Oh, Astro Traveling. It's on the Thembi album. Uh, and it's sort of hypnotic and such a smooth tone. Speaking of hypnotic, let me play this last piece because it's getting to be that time. And this is a song that's on the album of the first song I played, Kulu Say Mama. And this is John Coltrane's Welcome. And it's a piece that he described as that feeling you get when uh, you reach an accomplishment, when you overcome an obstacle. That feeling of welcoming success. Let's listen to John Coltrane. And this is also hypnotic and magical. Thank you. 
John Coltrane, welcome from the Kudu Say Mama album. That every time I hear that song, it just brings such a wonderful feeling to me. Sense of I can overcome everything. It puts things in perspective. Well, folks, it's about that time. And I uh, really hope that you enjoy the music and the show until next time peace and love